Hey everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of FanRag Sports Premier League Podcast. I'm Sebastian Norum, with me is Pauli Quistel and Elliot Niblock. Uh, we said breathe. No, because we have so much to talk about here. Claudio yeah. Ranieri. Plattenberg hasn't done anything recently. Plattenberg can go to hell. No, you don't say that. <laughs> it is all is... about Claudio Ranieri now. Lester sacking the beautiful dilly dilly dong cozy grandpa from Italy after nine months after winning them the title. Nine months after winning them the Premier League title, he is gone. Holy shit. Yes. Really? We're we're holy we're holy S wording this? Yeah. I mean I think I mean, like, Okay, there... so yeah, let's let's try to what get happened? some structure wait, wait, to this. Let's let's rewind this. Let's mm-hmm. rewind this. What happened uh give or take two weeks ago? What did the what did ownership do two weeks ago? Gave him a vote of confidence. There you go. And the that my friend immediately texted death. him. He goes my friend texted me, he goes, Oh, Ranieri's got waiver unwavering support from ownership, and he goes, I give it two weeks max. Yep. Kiss of death. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, the form is horrible. They sit just one point above the drop zone in the Premier League. You haven't scored a league goal in 2017. No, it's, I mean, it's it's really bad, but it's not, I don't. Which is one of those stats that sounds a lot worse than it is because you have to, like, remember that they play FA Cup games, like, every other week since 2017 started. Yeah. yeah. But. And I just, and the thing is that. It's not his fault. And it's especially disappointing coming on the heels of. Their 2-1 loss to Sevilla, which, as I said on our last show, is not that bad of a result. Like, it still no, gives you, them a chance can, to go through. You can lose 2-1. Two, 2-1 two away is like, that's like what you go for. Yeah, exactly. And You'd rather lose 2-1 than lose 1-0. It just, to me, it's, it, it, it is, it's everything, well, no, that's, that's probably too strong to say it's everything that's wrong with modern football. It's not that bad, but it is emblematic of it because this is a man who has achieved something that no other manager in our generation ever will. And, and then boom out the door the next year. And, 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 and even then just what happened in that game is so it, it literally shows, goes to show you that it's not Ranieri's fault uh, because the, um, Jesus Christ! What are you? What are you sending me? Um, <laughs> we're all gonna try and pronounce the, the statement. Like we're gonna try and pronounce his name again. The the vice chairman. All right, right. You, the, what are you said? Vice chairman Aliwat said in a statement on Friday evening. Well, it's only Thursday. Friday nope. hasn't happened yet. So nope. whatever you just sent me is already factually incorrect. Yes. <laughs> Sky um, Sports. <laughs> It just goes. It goes to show you that it wasn't Ranieri's fault. Like, and and I think I I touched on this a couple of weeks ago when I just said the players aren't hungry anymore. And how someone said it earlier this year. You know, you showed up to Leicester last year, and you know the players were from modest backgrounds, and you know they all came and they bought into the system, and they were just fighting, and they were they were like, we're going to do something unbelievable. Then you walk in this year, and they all roll up like driving their Mercedes is because the ownership no, bought it for them. No, they got BMW i8s or whatever there they're you called. Go. Like, so it's like their hunger is the hunger isn't there anymore. And you could tell that because the fight isn't there in the Premier League. Like Jamie Vardy, I think has three goals this year and they all came against Manchester city when Manchester city like invited him to score. But then you look at the champions league and Mars is hitting free kicks and Mars is, playing unbelievable and their defense is keeping clean sheets and this and that and you know when they need a goal Vardy comes up big like because these guys haven't won the Champions League the hunger in the Champions League is there like it's almost as if it's like you know we can't top last year in the Premier League because that will never be topped and we can't do that again but we could do that in the Champions League so it's like so that's why it's almost like the players just don't care about the Premier League anymore and it's like let's let's just devote our attention to the Champions League, and, and that's not Ranieri's fault. I mean, yeah, it's the the natural thing to do is tune the manager out. Mm-hmm. Like when when a team tunes the manager out, the natural thing to do is say, "Well, we need a new manager now." But I think it's just I I don't think anybody else is going to walk in there and just light a fire under their ass in the Premier League. No, not at all. And it's it's easier to get rid of the manager than to get rid of ten players. 
Right. Well, you can't get rid of ten players right now. No. You're in the yeah. Like, now, you now you're stuck with the squad you have. But That's I mean, every sport. It's it's easier to fire the coach than to fire the team. Yeah, and we I mean we spoke about this earlier when we we're you know starting to really put them in the relegation, you know battle. You know here. we spoke about this. We yes. spoke about this when when Jurgen Klinsmann went on the hot seat for the U.S. It's easier to fire the coach than and, and especially in international soccer, mm-hmm. you could fire the coach. You can't fire the players because you can only you know you only have certain players available. The, what what's shocking to me though is the fact that Roberto Mancini is the bookmaker's favorite to win the to get the to be the the next Leicester manager and it's like wait a minute like Roberto Mancini just was just managing City yeah. like he's managed the Giants of Europe like like Leicester remember who you are yeah like it was weird that when you hired Ranieri and it, it ended up working for you really well but like. That doesn't mean that you're now in the like when you need a new manager, you now look at the Roberto Mancini, Carlo Ancelotti, uh, you know those kind of guy. Like you're not in that pool. You're not swimming in that pool yet. I mean, it just just depends on how desperate Mancini is to get back in the game because he got fired from Inter in quite extraordinary manners. So. I mean, I guess, yeah, but it's, but I mean, it, it's, it's a weird situation. It would be weird if they if they if they booked. Uh, Ranieri and Mancini back to back. That would be weird. Yep. Who who else is on that list? Well, after that, it's the same name. It's the same list of like recycled names that you would hear. Like, like Pardew is the oh, next okay. highest up. Like, yeah, like you know, if can we get Harry Redknapp Big Sam back? Wasn't managing Crystal Palace, he'd be managing Leicester. Yeah. Can we get Harry Redknapp back, please? I think he's on the list. Harry, Harry, Harry. Okay, no, but the thing is that you know during the summer. I know that Huth and Morgan worked very well together last season, but and we spoke about this. But they showed Nigel. Wait, Nigel Pearson is the second favorite. Wasn't Nigel Pearson the one that got fired that started this whole thing? Uh, was that Pearson? Yeah. So it's it's Mancini is even odds. Nigel Pearson five to one. Alan Pardew six to one. Gary Rowett eight to one. Frank DeBoer. Yeah, it was Pearson. Ten to one. Martin O'Neill twelve to one and Goose Hiddink fourteen to one. Like, Goose. dude, those Goose. names are not names that should be associated with Leicester. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, I mean, we spoke about this too, though. That they invested. Yes, they did go out and buy some players over the summer, but mostly it was attacking players. They didn't do enough to shore up their defense, and now this season. Because Morgan and Huth had their the season of their life well, last year, right? They did, but they were also mauling strikers. And oh yeah, just not they were. Getting away with it. They were. Just they're not getting. They're not getting away with it this year. Yeah, and they were doing it in the Champions League in the group stage too, because like that's not English refs and everything, and and then they they kind of got burned by it uh, this week in the Champions League when they were like, okay, we, you know, the, the refs are actually going to call you on this on this crap right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's should... just it's just such I I'm I'm, st- I'm still hung up on the the I guess the kind of honorable or rather dishonorable nature of this decision to sack Claudio Ranieri because there are a lot of on the field reasons that Leicester are struggling and I think that you know the like the secret is out of Jamie Vardy being fast and a decent finisher on the counterattack. The secret is out that Leicester's midfield is not as, you know, fearsome and toothsome and is in fact toothless without their best center defensive midfielder who is now mm-hmm. departed. And there are a lot of re- on-the-field reasons why they are not performing the way they did last we're, year. But We're but, living like, in a win-now world. It's just hitting world. the panic button, and it's, it it's is. just pathetic. But, but we're, we're living in a win-now world... Where everybody is sweet. like, look at the NFL. Like three years ago, everybody in the NFL said, "Look, you're not going to know what you have in a coach until after. Like, you have to give him three years minimum, but you're not going to know what you have until after year three. And now we see coaches getting fired after year two. And in certain situations, it's like, wait a minute, like this coach, like you're going to give this guy a third year? Like he had one good year and then one awful year, and you're going to give him a third year? Like." You have one bad year in the NFL, now you're fired. And it, and football, Amer- like, the NFL is even more so, like, more you need you need a lot of time. And it's just, it's time is, 
is not a luxury that was provided. Like United met, like United gave David Moyes a six-year contract because they were like, we know, we know mm-hmm. you need time. Like it took Sir Alex Ferguson five and a half years to get things right at United. Yeah, so but that was we, a totally different era. But, the, but, Jack, but, but that's what it was. It was it was a different era, but that doesn't mean that it was you know, that it was wrong. Like it was just we had patience back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. yeah, that's what it and, was. So it took five and a half years. So we said, "Look, we understand it takes time," and then we just, you know, all of us were like, "Well, you know, we all understand that it takes time, but at the same time, I don't want to watch us lose every week." Mm-hmm. And and boom, and then suddenly it's we're demanding, and you need to you need to leave. You yeah. know, but well, as it, long as you I, see some form of the thing is with Moist, you didn't see any progress. Yeah. Like you, but you, it was you, still you, here. I know, but you couldn't really say, look at it and says like, oh yeah, give him a year or two, and this is gonna be good. But also, like, like look at who he was playing. Like, look at who he was playing. He was playing. He was playing Vidic and Ferdinand, who aren't gonna be here next year, and Evra, who probably wasn't gonna be here next year, and you know, older, older players. Like, wh- he also threw Yanazai out there, and what, under in the David Moyes year, there was a lot of progress from Adnan Yanazai. Like mm-hmm. the the younger players, there was progress. It was just like we're not used to this, and it was I want to be entertained when I watch this game, and you're not entertaining me. Yep. I had just, I mean, I, Paulie, I hear what you're saying about living in a win now world, but you can't, you can't blame it. You it, like this is not reducible to the culture and the atmosphere. This is a decision made by human beings. And I think the board should be ashamed of themselves. And I, I guarantee you that the majority of supporters of the Foxes also are, uh, you know, are furious about this. No. Okay. Oh, well, well, no, I disagree with you there. I, 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 okay. So, so someone brought this up on the Twitter world today, which is, pretty much the problem with our generation. Um, so <laughs> there someone, we agree. So someone brought this up on Twitter today, and Arlo White, the NBC lead commentator from Leicester, big Leicester fan, uh, he said, he said, look, he said, this week, like, Ranieri's name will be sung out from the rafters. The fans are going to be singing Ranieri's name. They love him. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, but, but at the same time, they are going to, you know, the fans are very loyal to the ownership group that's around right now because this ownership group came in and they've been spending money and making and and really going for it. And it's resulted in a championship. So, like, the fans are very loyal to ownership. So if ownership decided it's time to make a change, the fans are we're on board with that. And I don't disagree with that sentiment. I think that there are times where – you know, like uh, uh, literally, this goes back to how I felt when the U.S. fired Kudzman. As I said, look, if you if you think it's time to make a change and you have a plan in place, that's fine. Uh, I think Kudzman was a great manager for the U.S. I can understand why it can make a change. What I was upset about was that the change was let's bring in Bruce Arena. Like I was like, that was just dumb and short sighted. But no, if because you had an actual an actual plan and Lester. Right now, it's yeah, like a change needs to be in. They still are gonna love Ranieri, and they're always gonna love Ranieri, but they have faith in their ownership. But the but the 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 parallel to me doesn't hold because it would only hold true if the United States had had won the previous World Cup, and the odds on the U.S. winning the World Cup, while extremely long, are probably shorter than the odds on Leicester City winning the Premier League, and. I don't think that, you know, you can't just point at previous achievements to legitimize, you know, your current projects. I don't think that that's the case, but I do think that they they should have at least let him see out this campaign. And I hate to say it, but I mean, I've said it many times on the show that I really hope Lester avoid the drop. But now, you know, well, Ranieri's not getting relegated. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it'll be it would be a, a degree of sweet vindication for him to end up managing another Premier League club next season and you know, know put together a similar like, level. It, it took a, like it, like the reason that Leicester were able to get him was because nobody wanted him. Yeah, but he, I don't know, dilly ding, dilly dong, man. He's going to be back, and he, I think that 
I, I think that they've made a huge mistake in firing him. And, and it's, like, I just, I agree with you. I just, we're living in a world now where, you know, like, think about it. 40 years ago, or 20 years, no, 20 years ago, it was only like 1997 at this point. Uh, 30 years ago, you got your news twice a day. You know, you you got the the newspaper in the morning and you either watch the news at night or you got the newspaper again in the afternoon. These days, it's, you know, I'm on my computer, like I look at Twitter and then five minutes later, I'm, I'm you know, I'm back to doing work and five minutes later, my friend sends me a text and he goes, you know, that just says, yeah, like, oh, like, and, and I'm like, wait, what did I miss? And literally, my I, I woke up this morning. My friend from my, my friend who lives in London sent me a text. He needed me. He asked me for a favor this morning, and then at the very end, he said, "Also, I need like, what are your thoughts on Wayne Rooney?" And and, and like, I wake up at eight o'clock this morning, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa! Like, what happened with Rooney?" I'm like, "I'm freaking out. I'm panicking." Like. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, no, like what the situation, but my thoughts were, did Rooney go to China overnight? Like, is that what happened? You know, like in the afternoon, my friend goes Lester and I went, I, I was just on Twitter two minutes ago. Like what could have happened? And it's, you're, if you miss two minutes, you're behind. That's the way that the world works now. And we can't wait for the next game. We need to break everything down now. Yes. Yeah. But, but again, I think that it's a conversation that has to do with like, what what is the contemporary culture? Yeah, you're totally right, and it's certainly the culture in terms of Premier League managers. I mean, you know, we've seen revolving doors at a lot of clubs, but it just it I find it I find it sad and dishonorable. I'll, I I I'll agree with that. you, but this is this is why I tell you like appreciate Wenger now because you'll yeah, be a part yeah. of it when he's gone. Yeah, it's just it. The... You you could say no 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 we're we're not that kind of club we're gonna give our manager time but like we said the same thing after Ferguson, but even but even that even that comparison is well, well I I should say I agree with you, um, but even that comparison doesn't totally hold true just because Arsenal are a big club and you know Leicester City it's it's just. It's sad because yeah, he but... he delivered to them something that no one in their wildest dreams really thought was going to happen. I mean, you but know, the you, point you is that the once Leicester the got there, like bet on it, they don't like they don't they didn't say they really thought it was going to happen. Once and... Leicester got there, they didn't view themselves as a Leicester anymore. They. You know, Leicester's the club that we get promoted and then it's a fight for survival every year. You know, Ranieri kept saying that last year. He's like, our goal is 40 points and staying up. All right, we got 40 points. All right, so let's make the Europa League. Oh, we got the Europa League. Let's make the Champions League. Okay, we got that. Now let's try to win the title. So once that happened, now Leicester's new goal was we don't, you know, like, all right, maybe we're not going to compete for the title every year, but like we should be 8th, ninth, 10th, and you know, safely in the Premier League every year, and that isn't what happened. Uh, Ranieri became the 37th manager to get fired since the summer of... There goes Seb. No, yeah, no, there we go. Just, just the hard facts. Yep. Oh, well, there's a lot of managers getting sacked. That's basically the deal of it. Um... Let's go over to Tottenham and their debacle in the Europa League. They uh, drew 2-2 against Ghent in the return leg, which means they are out as the Belgians go through 3-2 on aggregate. Um, Woof. <laughs> Man, Tottenham are really bad at Wembley. I mean, yes. Arsenal are really they bad better at hope that, I mean, They better hope that Tottenham that White is... Hart Lane reconstruction is yeah. done here soon. It's yeah. ahead of schedule. But I mean, it's, I mean the thing is that that like Tottenham is to Wembley as West Ham United is it's to the Olympic to Stadium. The yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just they like oh, it's it's just the other side of town. We're still playing in London. Oh God, we have no sense of being. It's at not home. even the other side of town. Like I mean, Tottenham to Wembley is it's not it's not far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah just a little, well, it's a little farther west, but northwest. Right. It is weird how they can be so poor at Wembley. 
I don't think it's so. Wembley's a very different pitch than what everybody else is, is used to. Like United, United went through a stretch where they pretty much only won at Wembley in like crappy. Like they they, they went through like a five year stretch where they couldn't win at Wembley. The only times they won were Community Shields either on penalties or against crappy teams like Portsmouth. Have either of you guys been to Wembley? Uh, I took the tour. Nope. I saw uh, Arsenal win the Community Shield, the most illustrious trophy. (laughs) You (laughs) pay to watch that game? I'll I'll take a win against City any day. What was that, Seb? You pay to watch that game? Yeah, totally. If you're there? If you're there? I was was in London and Arsenal were playing at Wembley. Absolutely, I paid to watch that game. If you're there and that's what's playing at the theater, you watch it. Yeah, if you're there, but I'm saying like I wouldn't make a trip out of it. Like I, would, I don't think I would did. go to London to see <laughs> that game. Go out on a, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Elliot was there. Yeah, I was I was in Europe for a friend's wedding in Belgium, and I stuck around for a month or so. So, uh, so yeah, now that, now they can focus on the league here. They can focus on the league, but again, it's you know, this is this is where my plan comes in. Like the Tottenham fans are like, "Oh, good, we lost again. We're out of the Europa League, and we can focus on this." Good. You know what? I hope you finish fourth. I hope Man City drops out of the top four, and now I can because you guys are so happy to not be competing for trophies. Uh, I hope that. I hope that I'm singing. It's happened again in two months. I hope that we finish <laughs> that us and City finish outside of the top fo- outside of the top four, and we both win European trophies, and we knock you out of Europe or out of the Champions League. I just I don't like when fans are like, "Let's." I hope we bounce out of this competition so that we can focus on finishing either second, third, or fourth. Like, yeah, you know, I, I win totally go I win. Totally agree. Act like a big club if you want to. If you want to act like a big club, act like a big club. Yeah, I mean, you got to show ambition because it's. I mean, and this is the deepest irony here, and maybe maybe the fans forget because they're remodeling White Hart Lane. But it says on the state. One of the few things I like about that stadium is that it says on the like the upper deck. The banner says the game is about glory. Then give a damn about trophies. <laughs> They do. I mean, credit to them because they usually punt the FA Cup, and they've they've taken that seriously up until now. And they and let's be honest, they played a strong side in both these games. Yeah. Both games against Ghent, they played a strong side. They just they just lost. And today, it probably had to do with the fact that Deli Ali just went out there and and gave a ruthlessly bad tackle. Yeah. What was which, up with that? I don't know, but you know who's most pissed off about it? Who? Uh, Real Madrid, because he's going to be suspended for the first three group games next year. <laughs> you think he's going to Madrid? Sorry, I feel like it's a done deal at this point. <laughs> yeah. but you know, I, the funniest, the funniest thing is that like Ghent is also Ghent is in, like mid-table in the Jupiler League in Belgium. Yeah, no, that's why it's weird. Like it's it's odd that they lost these games. Together. I think it's all they have an Indian as their logo. Yeah, no, that's odd too. They're they're yes, well. There many my that friend brought that up today, and he went, he went. That's pretty racist. He goes, they don't have Native Americans in Belgium, and uh, their nickname is the Buffaloes. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes their nickname any better or worse, or if that makes their logo any better or worse. But it is odd. I mean, it's it's odd. Yes, I shouldn't say anything because. Back home, my hockey team is also... They are the oh, Indians. Oh, so has got like a freaking yeah. black... Oh, yeah, logo. they're the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not the American football team that's name translates to the scalps that I took off the heads of the native people I murdered. No. At least Go it's man. that. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man, there was one person that led the way in that, and we have a holiday for him every October. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Hey, that's that's a that's a weird New England thing, man. That like Columbus Day is not celebrated. It's like you don't get off from school or work. My office was closed on Columbus Day, and it yeah. like pretty much has been open for every other holiday. And I keep being like, "This is weird that we did this." I remember <laughs> like, when I why? went to school in, in Boston, and it was just like, "Oh yeah, everybody gets off for Columbus Day." I'm like, Wait, that's "Why?" Boston. <laughs> I mean, that's Boston. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about Boston, but they do have a they they have a reputation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go back in time to the Champions League fixtures here. 
And uh, let's pick up that Leicester one first, though. They lost 2-1 to one to Sevilla. Could have been more, should have been more. But they Casper Schmeichel had a really good game in it for them. Saved a penalty and had a couple of other big, big saves. Yeah, and, and, Vardy, sc- and Vardy scored a goal, and that's yeah. all I yeah. have to say about that game because we already spoke about Leicester. For the first time in, like, 10 matches or something, too. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Then the other game that was on uh, Wednesday, that was Juventus taking a 2 nothing win over Porto. Um, sort of what we expected. Um, I mean, I was watching this game, except then I found out that the other game was drinking, so I, I switched over. Yeah. Uh, Alex Telles managed to get himself sent off after two yellow cards within the span of like a minute. Two minutes. <laughs> Yo, that was common. That was common. That was so. I mean, two really Eric poor Bide challenges. Did the same thing. Eric Bide did the same thing. Really, really poor challenges. Um, Tuesday, Manchester City, Monaco, goal fest. The what highest scoring first leg ever in a knockout stage. In that game Champions was just League. so drunk. Like, I want. I want to drink whatever that game drank. Because that <laughs> game was so drunk, and it yeah. was ridiculous, and. And eventually it just became, like, for some reason, Monaco did a good job. They just neglected to defend yeah, corners. nobody could defend in this game. It was, they well, that's because John Stone's the poor defender. Oh, and Otamendi is better? No. No, but, I, and, and I mean, it just goes to show you what reputation does. Yeah. Because John Stone's cost 50 million pounds. We, and it's like, oh, he's young. He's going to get better. He hasn't gotten any better. But because yeah. he cost 50 million pounds and he's supposed to, and he's been already been labeled the next, the next thing, you know, he's, he is the England de facto starter. So England starts him now. Uh, who's a better defender than him? Probably Michael Keane. Michael Keane now, uh, he's a fringe guy that, like, oh, we'll call you up. But, you know, like Gary Cahill and Michael or Chris Smalling and, mm-hmm. John Stones are going to start for us. And, it's like, you know, that's the way it goes. And then, of course, you get the um, the Americans out there watching this game being like, oh, my God, if anybody, if this game happened in MLS, people would be just, people would shit on their defense for all time. And it's it's like, yeah, except, you know, like Matt Miazga had a fantastic season uh, at the MLS and moved to Chelsea, and he couldn't even get a game there. Yeah. No. Like, he got sent off to the Dutch League. And while he was there, what were you saying about Chelsea's defense? Oh, my God, John Terry's terrible. Oh, my God, John Terry is awful. How could he ever play for Chelsea? Meanwhile, Matt Miazga can't start over John Terry. He gets sent off to the Dutch League. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, And, again, like, people, the people that said that, Sergio Aguero's, was it the fifth? No, it was the third goal. It was the equalizer. Off the corner, the volley off the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody in the MLS that can do that. No. Can they but, do yeah, what was, Falcao did? No. It was piss poor defending, but yes. there's nobody in the MLS that can do that. No. Like, so the MLS defenders don't need to worry about that. I mean, this, it was, for a neutral, it was a great game. And, and I just sat there confused. I was like, do I want Monaco to win or do I want to root for Manchester City to, so that hopefully the fifth, sixth place European double can happen? Well, I mean, if they play like this, they're not going to win it. No. Uh. All they got to do is advance, and then they'll fa- regroup for the next round. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and, it, and, I, I right, still wait, feel like this okay, is pretty open, wait, though. Stop. Stop. Yes. Since, like, name me one time this year where City took their form from one game into the next game. Um, Let's see here. Let's look back in August. No. <laughs> Going back in time again. Yeah, yeah. So in 2015 and in 2016, they were able to carry their August-September form, and then – and then, like clockwork, October comes, and pff, you never know what you're going to get from this team. Yeah. No, but I mean, the, the, the defending is just too poor if they're going to go all the way. But they might be able to score. I, I mean, I'm excited to see the return leg for this because Monaco been scoring goals out the wazoo at home. Um, so I, I don't feel like this game is over. And you know that Monaco no, is going to have to go goals, for it. Three away goals is pretty, is pretty good. Pretty yeah. Big. So it was definitely a fun match to watch. The other game that was Atletico Madrid beating Bayer Leverkusen 4-2. A couple more goals from Madrid than I would suspect, but good on but them. But a couple more conceded goals than I would expect also. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah Griezmann, 
Gamiero Torres scored a nice one. Uh, Griezmann still linked with Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> that link's not going away. Ah, oh, I can't wait. He's still talking wait. about Gareth Bale coming to United. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, I feel like Griezmann is a little bit more likely in that case. So before we move on to the games here over the weekend, Pauly, EFL Cup final, first and foremost. So isn't that a game over the weekend? Yeah, but I mean, it's not a league game. (laughs) It's a league (laughs) cup game. Um, So do you think everything is uh, good now that Rooney's come out and issued a statement that he's staying? Yeah, because, like, who cares? Like you're a bench player, like you'll come on, you'll you'll come off the bench. You're you're taking a spot away from like a potential academy player making the bench, but that was never going to happen either. So essentially, what Rooney is essentially doing is he's he is eliminating any chance that like Ashley Young had of making the bench and coming off the bench in a game. And I could like cry me a river, Ashley Young. I could care less that you're not going to play. Mm-hmm. Rooney's not going to start on this team pretty much never will unless it's a not important game, which we don't really have any not important games for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I like obviously he does. Rooney does not want to go to China. We know that he doesn't want to go to China. So he wasn't going to go to China. So it's just, he's going to stick around because I don't think he wants to like, he doesn't want to be the guy that has that, like got to one more goal than Bobby Charlton and then quit. Yeah. He wants to score like two or three more. But do you see them extending? Well, he wants to score nine or ten more, but yeah, like, realistically, to... maybe he'll score two or three. Yeah, he'll, he'll score. Yeah, more. no, he's leaving in the summer. We know that. Yeah. Where do you think? In Europe, or he's going to come over here? Um. So the MLS thing is going to be an issue because MLS apparently is shying away from uh, older players yeah, like but he, come because on. apparently they grains. Uh. Yeah. I don't know, but like, but MLS isn't going to pay the transfer fee, like, because Rooney has another year on his contract, so they're not going to pay the half. fee. Yes. They are not going to pay pay the fee. Um, but they could. I mean, United could say that you're free to leave. Yeah, and and I think that would be the case. Otherwise, I think he would go somewhere in, in Europe. I think he wants to stay close to home. I think he would take less money to go to Everton. Yeah, I really do. Do you think that United would let him go to Everton, though? Yeah, dude. Have you seen the guy play recently? Yeah, I don't know. I I think it would be great if he. It, I would love to see Wayne Rooney at Everton. I'll put it that way. Although I, I mean, the, the thing is too though, if he goes to the MLS in the summer, he. I don't know. It feels point. that was a good. Point. No, but it feels like is he is he then just giving up on the World Cup? Well, yeah, that's also the thing is he he views um, as the World Cup like as his international swan song. So yeah. he doesn't want he doesn't want to go somewhere where he's not going to be in contention for the World Cup. I think if you're Gareth Southgate, you need to like you need to to fit you need to call up the Red Bull and NYCFC and. Uh, and the LA Galaxy and be like, dude, you guys need to sell yourselves to Rooney because I need Rooney to go to the MLS so I have an excuse to drop him. Mm. <laughs> you are, England are not going anywhere if Rooney is on this team. I don't know. I, I think that Wayne Rooney can have the kind of role for England that Landon Donovan should have had for the U.S. at the last World Cup. What, a, a guy who sits on the bench and is a distraction because – Every other player on the team is better than him, and somebody deserving isn't on the is it didn't get on the plane because he's there. Landon Donovan finishes the chance that Chris Wondolowski fluffed. Glenn Donovan doesn't go into the game in that situation. Yeah, he does. He okay. Wait, wait, wait. No, that game is against Belgium. That game is against Belgium. If Landon Donovan makes the team, we are not in that game. Because of I Lynn. don't know about that. I mean, we're 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 speaking in like totally unverifiable hypotheticals here. Yeah. If, but. No, because if Landon Donovan's on the if Landon Donovan's on the team, Graham Zusi doesn't come into that game against Ghana. Landon Donovan goes into the game against Ghana instead of Graham Zusi, and we don't score the winning goal. Okay, let's so right there, let's rein back in here. 
So Manchester United against Southampton League Cup final at Wembley. Southampton still haven't conceded a goal in the EFL Cup. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, like, United have the better team. They have a manager that's won the competition three times. They're not going to – look, it's a cup final. Like, it's not like he's going to be like, oh, it's a cup final, but it's the League Cup final, so I'm going to throw Martial and Rashford and Mata out there as my front three. Like, Pogba's going to be in the squad. Zlatan's going to play. Hay is going to play. Their best team is going to play, and, their best, and they're going to win. Uh, they should win. Mm-hmm. Knocking, furiously finding wood to knock on. Yeah. yeah. They should win. Their, their best team is going to play, and they should win. I agree with that. I mean, like, he, it, I read something today where it was, you know, Jose's very, very angry. He, he's, no, no, he's taken the mindset that I wanted them to take, and that is he's very determined to win the three competitions that United are still in. Yeah, but he's also angry. So be angry. He's angry. He's angry. He just seems like a generally unhappy. No, he's angry at the FA. Talent of making anything that he says just so condescending. Like when they asked him in in the first leg against Saint Dentienne, and like when they asked him, "Oh, you played a strong team," and he's like, "Yeah." Like we respect them. Like we respect the competition, and we respect them. They're a tough opponent. Like he—that's what he said. And for me, like, all right, like, that's what you're supposed to say. Like, when you hear that come out of my voice, when you heard it come out of Mourinho's voice, I was like, wow, he made that sound so damn condescending. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, like, of course we do. Like, we respect them. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has the built-in juvenile not joke. Exactly. Based on his voice. Exactly. Uh, no, he's pissed off with the FA for uh, their FA fixture with Chelsea uh, being so close after their Europa League fixture. Oh, yeah, no, he freaking, as soon as the draw was made, he started the excuse train. Yep. Yep. Last time Manchester United played Southampton, that was back in August. 2 nothing win. August first game. 2 nothing win, Slatan with both goals. Also, the last time United got a league penalty. They have got, they had the longest streak now. In, Eng- in, the, in the entire football league. In longest- the world. Longest streak without penalties. Even though they got a penalty last, they got a penalty in the first leg. The longest league streak. Hmm. So you think it's going to be a win? I hope it's going to be a win. Elliot, do you see Southampton providing another upset? They knocked out Arsenal in the quarterfinals and then defeated Liverpool in the semis after winning both games by the score 1-0. I mean, I think that they'll make a game of it. And I think that this is a team that, I mean, they're, you know, they're solidly mid-table. They're not realistically going to push for a top five spot. Also, even if they have a Crystal Palace 2016-like collapse this year, they're still not going to drop anywhere close to the relegation zone. I mean, this is, like, this is their trophy. Uh, and they'll they'll make a game of it, but I still I still expect United to win. Yeah, the only other time they've been in the League Cup final was back in 1979, and they lost against Nottingham Forest. So we'll see if they do better on Sunday. With that, we'll head into our scoring predictions here for the Premier League weekend. We got eight games on tap for you, starting off with Chelsea taking on Swansea. Who wants to go first on this one? How many goals do Chelsea win by? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that would be the obvious. I mean, although Swansea have been playing better under Clement, I don't think that they'll have a chance against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Um, let's say 3 nothing Chelsea. 2 nothing Chelsea. I think they give them a game. I think the Swans. You mean? I think the Swans will give them a game. Like Chelsea won't run away with it. They'll just win two nothing. Like I agree with Elliot. Okay, then we got Everton against Sunderland. How many goals can Lukaku score against Sunderland? 
How many, score, score? Uh, how many, how how many, many goals could Jermaine Defoe score against Everton? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna say two for Lukaku and one for Jermaine Defoe. Okay. I mean, it's it's we'll see here. I mean, after their thumping the six three game against Bournemouth, they had a scoreless draw against Middlesbrough. Uh, yeah. Let's say they back on the score scoring train though. Let's go four one. Ooh. Yes. No, I, I I think two one. I still think they're gonna win, but I'm not going four to one Sunderland. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm just putting it that way so I can get some points on you guys. Yeah, yeah. We should say uh, that right. Elliot is in the league one seventy three. Elliot or Paulie, your second one sixty six. I'm third one fifty three. Uh, uh, I'm going three one to the Tophies. Okay. Then Crystal. Oh, it's Damon Moore's return to Everton, where he's really bad. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Crystal Palace takes on Middlesbrough. Palace have four losses in their last five. Middlesbrough not much better. They have three draws and two losses. Can you say scoreless? I think we can. Zero zero. <laughs> you could say scoreless. I could say scoreless, but I say 1-0 to the Crystal Palace. Uh, I think Middlesbrough are going to pull it out. We're going to have a full parody on this one. 1-0 Middlesbrough. That doesn't happen too often. God damn it, Elliot's going to get more points. (laughs) (laughs) Then we got Hull taking on Burnley. We all know that Burnley, they only have one point on the road. But I think this is the week. This is the week. One nothing Burnley. Come on, let's do it. Sean Dice, come on. Elliot, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one all. They'll get another point on the road, but not three. I mean, you have to remember that Burnley are kind of pissed off right now because they just lost to a non-league side in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come out angry. But you also have to remember that they have absolutely no idea how to play away from home and that Hull have been playing really well, 2-1 to one to Hull. Well, and the thing is that they got to pick up some points here because they, I think they have four straight away so games. So they'll pick up points differently. Hull's playing really well right now. They just, they all just like got points at Old Trafford and at Anfield and everywhere. They're gonna, they'll be Burnley. I mean, it's this is the classic letdown game, but I'm convincing myself they'll be Burnley. Okay. Then West Brom against Bournemouth. Oof. Yeah. Oof, indeed. I feel like this could go either way. I don't think this is going to be a draw. West Brom, 2 nothing. Yeah, they'll pull it out at home. Bournemouth in pretty bad uh, form. Uh, yeah, Bournemouth's bad on the road, but I'm going with the West Brom rules, so 1 0. Bum, bum, bum. Damn it. That's, uh, that sounds right to me. 1 0 West Brom. Piggyback. Although, I guess, let's be honest, 1 0 West Brom often sounds right to me when they're playing any. Like, <laughs> yeah, it always sounds. Table. Always it never sounds wrong. <laughs> yep. Next up is Watford against West Ham. That game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the 12:30. Yeah, that's the 12:30 game that we're all forced to watch. Mm, Watford coming off to nothing defeat to Bundesliga game at 12:30. Manchester United, while West Ham got a 2-2 draw at home against West Brom. Wow. The Bundesliga at 12.30 this week also is terrible. Berlin versus Frankfurt. The John Brooks, Timmy Chandler derby. <laughs> Don't be so negative here. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Watford, West Ham. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. 3-2 West Ham. So much mm. fun. Ah, that's a bold prediction, Seb. I... 
Uh, I, just think, I just don't even remember what like every team looked like the last time. I feel like it's been ages since yeah. we played a Premier League game. It does feel that way. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to give West Ham the win also, but I don't think it's going to be that much of a goal fest. Um, 2-0 West Ham. I'm going to go 2-1 to West Ham. Congrats on your points, Watford. Yep. <laughs> then, luckily for Tottenham, they play at White Hart Lane against Stouk. With Deli Alley. Yes. I'm just wondering if, nah, they can't. Can they? Can they drop points? They, of course they can. They're Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Bolly. Yeah. <sighs> Stoke, I, I, I mean, Stoke didn't really convince in their last game. They only got a one nothing win over Crystal Palace. No, yeah. Tottenham two nothing. No, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think Spurs are going to show up for this one, especially after getting knocked out of the Europa League against Ghent. I mean, they might be a little fatigued, but they're still going to win it. Um, I'll say I'll even give them a third goal, three nil Spurs. I hate that I agree with Seb two nil. And then last game is what's the last game? It's not Sunderland versus Manchester City, which is right now. I know, I know that is it's, wrong. So we actually forgot the last one, or I did, and then I realized the last game. I could have you realized who we're missing? Oh yeah, yeah, it's Leicester against okay. Liverpool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope Liverpool just thrash him after Ranieri's gone. Because the thing is that just like... No, but you here's know... the thing. Here's the thing. Liverpool had such a crap January, and the rest of the top four or five, we could have left them in the dust, but we all dropped points along with Liverpool to make sure they were still in the mix. So this week, when United are playing or not playing in the league and everybody else is, uh, everybody else needs to return the favor and like not, not pick up match points. <laughs> No, I think... No, yes. I mean, yes, I agree with you in principle, but I think that the rest is going to have done Liverpool well. They're going to win, and it's going to be 3-1. I go 2-0 towards towards the Reds. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say 3-1. Hmm. So Paulie agreeing with me on the Tottenham game and then you agreeing with me on the Liverpool game. Hmm. Yep, yeah, well, we all have our flaws. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah see like that. some of us don't like mustard. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, I was a picky eater as a child. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that's all right, I still don't like green peas. Split. You don't eat split pea soup? Yeah, it's it, no, it's a texture thing. It's, oh, it's okay. fine in soup. It's fine in soup. I okay. just don't like small spherical foods. Weirds me out. So you hate like boba tea? Actually, it's we go to final I, thoughts because I actually have to make dinner. I think we are in our final thoughts <laughs> hey, right now. I still now. have to go to the grocery store and then make dinner. Although, yeah. it's, to be fair, it is two hours earlier. Yeah, I need to put my child to bed. Uh, okay, your yeah. your your responsibilities trump both of yep. ours. Uh, well, you have a wife. Yeah. She needs to go to bed too. <laughs> Need to put the whole gang to bed here. The dogs too. Everybody. Uh, okay. Yeah. Final thoughts. Go for it, Polly. No, I'm waiting on Elliot. All right. My final thoughts deal with something we touched on. Uh, actually, going over to the Bundesliga in Europe, and that Red Bull Leipzig will not be able to play in European competition should they qualify for the Champions League because they are owned by the Red Bull Company of Austria, same ownership group for New York Red Bulls, of course, because the same like the same legal entity is not allowed to own two separate teams in the same competition, which the ownership for Red Bulls Leipzig was like, oh, yeah, we're not concerned about it. Like, are that you- was funny. Are you kidding? Like, if I'm a fan in Leipzig, I would be furious about that. Like, how can you just tell? They'll they'll just yeah, we have the greatest season in our history. They'll just let 
they'll just let um, Salzburg not play. Man. No, it's 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 a UEFA decision, and whichever team finishes higher in their league actually gets the nod. Uh, also, it's not Red Bull Leipzig; it's just RB Leipzig. The RB does not stand for Red Bull. Oh, and that, I mean, it it does, but it doesn't. So, yeah, but, but yeah, I no, mean, I thought us- I saw it. It, it, it. They said it's not like a done deal yet. Like it, they might actually be able to play. So, I mean, it would be. It, it would be a shame if they weren't. I mean, and wait, if it's if it's the kind of thing where, you know, maybe they just have to forfeit the money that they make in the Champions League. That would be great, but it would be truly tragic for the fans. It's of that dumb. Club. If you own two teams in two separate countries and they both make it to the Champions League, kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I. We don't really have too many owners that have several teams throughout Europe. I'm thinking what is Watford it's Watford, Unionese and what Granada that are all owned by the same Yeah, something like that. Yeah, those three teams are no. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. But yeah, that's uh, that's dumb. Just let them play. Polly? Team cream cheese. (laughs) Team cream cheese. Team cream cheese, anti-mustard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Paul Merson said Wayne Rooney's too good to move to China. I agree with him, and I agree with Paulie that I would not have any ill will against Rooney if he decided to go back to Everton for his swan song. Yeah. And if he goes to the MLS, he can kiss the English national team goodbye. And which is why England should be trying to get him to go to MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, with that, we'll say goodbye. As always, follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin, Polly's P, Questel, W-F-A-N. And I want to say, and Keith is, and Elliot is, Keith's was better. (laughs) So, and give FanRag Sports a follow as well, and we'll talk to you again after the weekend when I will be an American too. So, ha-ha. Woo! Yeah, Yeah, Seb. So, we'll talk to you again after the weekend. Enjoy the soccer. Bye-bye. Okay.